0: This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, so that was uh, the first interview we played of Coach Hilton Mureng of the Proteas. They are coming back after that successful tour to the Caribbean where they thumped the West Indies preparing for next year's ODI World Cup to be played in New Zealand. I did say I'll tell you what's coming up on the show later on. Yesterday, we actually could not get to the rugby because of the voice notes about Kaiser Chiefs losing to Royal AM. Um, So There was so much to do and we couldn't get to the rugby. So we're going to talk about the rugby now and there's so much that has happened in the rugby. The box squad has been Announced now, Meshte squad for the test against the All Blacks. Also, there is an update on Jasper Visser, who was cited there. And we are joined on the line by Cape Sports Editor uh, of Independent Media, Ashfaq Mohammed. And after him, we're going to speak to Coach Kaitano Tembo of SuperSport United. But let's talk rugby now. Ashfaq, good evening from us on SAFM. Thanks again for being able to speak to us tonight.
1: Aita Vissa, thanks for having me.
0: man. Thanks. Uh, before we get into the squad, just an update on Jasper Visser. I see now that he's been cleared. Um, how did that go today with Sanza's Judicial Committee?
1: Yeah, that was a much of a muchness, you know. I mean, he only got a yellow card in the match, and all of a sudden, Sanza decided that it, it, it met a red card threshold, as they put it. But, but now the case was dismissed, and, and he's free to play. Now, now, the upsetting thing about that is, that uh, although he, he possibly may not have been included on the bench anyway, but that coach Jacques will said today at the team announcement that um, you know, they couldn't actually pick him because they weren't sure of, of when the, the hearing was going to be completed. It was supposed to be apparently done yesterday, concluded yesterday, and it was delayed for some reason. They saw a waiting and answer from Senza. But effectively, you can't really pick a guy if you're not sure if he's going to be available to play. So, you know, the, that was a bit frustrating. But be that as it may, you know, um, it's not the first time that I must say that Jasper has gone in in a somewhat dangerous manner in, into a rack when cleaning out. You know, it's mm. it's a tricky thing. You know, you, you the guys are on the floor or just lying above the ball. So how do you clean them out? You can either just try and pull them off the ball or you're going to use your body and try and shove uh, them off the ball. Um, you know, and and sometimes you get gets into the wrong place, and you hit, hit the guy on the head or whatever, and that's sort of what happened. But um, yeah, certainly, I think Jasper needs to be a bit more careful next time uh, in cleaning up the rug.
0: And does it just talk all round to the discipline, and all the bucks have not been happy with that discipline in these two tests against the Wallabies?
1: Yeah, you see, once once you're tested in different ways, then that is when your discipline starts to drop. That is when you start conceding penalties that you normally wouldn't. That is when you start missing tackles that you normally wouldn't. And that is what happened against the Wallabies over the last two weeks. You know, as much as uh, the Bucs are world champions and they're worthy world champions, we have to remember that they lost to the All Blacks in the first match of that World Cup. I was there in Yokama. Mm. Because of the way that the All Blacks attack with wits and they play with speed and skill. And the Wallabies who have been batting for the last few years are finally getting back to to the Wallabies we know, under Dave Rennie, who's a very sharp coach. I don't know if you remember, he used to be in charge of the Chiefs, and they won two mm-hmm. Super Rugby titles under him. He's a New Zealand guy. And he's certainly whipping them up uh, into into a proper, proper team. And he knows about the South Africans so well from all the years of Super Rugby. And he knows which buttons to press, where to test him, how to switch a defense, and that is how the box got caught out, you know. Um big runners like Samuel Kerevi come in on angles and the box was just floundering the the, the even the scramble defence couldn't catch up, you know, and so, so that all adds up and then the the Michael Hooper Wallaby captain brilliant at the breakdowns as well and they were unable to stop him also from, from causing chaos. Here.
0: It's quite interesting what you say, Ashfak, because after those two defeats, all the reports were about how badly the box had played their worst match in three years and all of that. So you're actually saying the the Aussies, the Wallabies also played very well in those two matches and take nothing away from that.
1: Oh yes, it's, it's a bit of both, you know. Uh, like I said, the, the Wallabies playing well also caused some of the springbok errors. Like mm-hmm. the like the mole last week. The, in the first piece against Australia, the mall worked brilliantly in three. The box scored three tries for me. But last uh, this past weekend they couldn't get it going because the Aussies came up with a strategy just to knock them back immediately as the jumper comes out off the lineup and that's how they couldn't get momentum. So credit to the to the Aussies as well for, for identifying those those holes in the box makeup. But also for the South Africans, you know, um they stick into plan A, which is strength and box kicks and physicality. But what if you're met a match by the opposition in those areas. Then you need mm. to offer something different. And and while the box did try and move the ball a bit down the back line, we saw Mapim getting the ball a bit more and Corsi and there. But uh, they, it's so almost like an unnatural thing for this current group of players of how they play. So when they try something different, they battle. You know? so, but hopefully they stick with it. And I hope they do against Oblux as well. Because that's the only way they're going to add some variety and finesse to their play. Just root, route one, plan A is not always going to work. And you've got to think on your feet and in the situation. You can't wait to have a review. Oh, this is where we lost. That is where we lost. And just lose the test on the day. If if the more isn't working, try something, different. Last week, after class, did a tap kick, the, the penalty, and the lecture tried to look on your arm. That was brilliant play. So we need that kind of sometimes individual brilliance. They certainly missing Chisholm Colby in that regard. And he's again... Uh, are not ready for this weekend so that's a real pity but you know the other guys as well they need to really try and just bring something different when when the plan a isn't working
0: wonderful and a lot was said about the box style of play boring boring box and all of that they did try to spread it a bit um last Saturday against the the Wallabies as uh, Ashwak has mentioned now the team has been peaked the All Blacks are coming up Uh, the build-up has been dominated, Ashwak by the fact that it's the 100th test match between the two teams at the moment how do you describe the rivalry between the nations? Is it still there? Do you still feel it? Of of
1: course it's still there and, and, and you'll see that this Springbok team will love the game most definitely on Saturday. You know, they, they just get up for the All Blacks like no other team. You know, the Wallabies they've they've got this poor record in Australia, I think something like only three or four victories since readmission nineteen ninety two, uh, against Australia in Australia. But I think it's slightly better against the All Blacks, and certainly in the last few years. I mean, they won in Wellington in 2018, drew in Wellington in 2019. So, you know, obviously the All Blacks are the main rivals in the game for the box. So they will definitely get up. I'm just concerned about, certainly fatigue. It's been a long season with a hectic British and Irish Lions tour, which was sort of the main focus for them. And and, and and the box coach and selectors haven't really changed things up. You know, they've sort of stuck to the same team, not really bringing fresh blood uh, into the starting lineup. up so, so I'm just worried if whether they just physically can get up for it again. Um, that's going to be the big concern because certainly New Zealand is going to stretch him all the way. They're going to play at great pace, uh, the two Barrett brothers and, and the one in front also in the forwards. They can move the ball and they're quick on their feet.
0: Okay, you are welcome to send us your views, your comments on uh, the box squad that was announced uh, today, uh, for the test against the All Blacks on Saturday. It's the 100th test match between the two nations. And sometimes we take it for granted, but not much has changed. Villela Rusbungosi, M, Dialende, Andre, Pollard, 50 so no changes there. As Ashfak mentioned, Cheslin Kolb is still not recovered from that leg injury. And then Dwayne Vermeulen. Guaja Smith comes in though for Franco Mostad, Siakolisi captains captains, Lodiega is back from a concussion, so he takes the place of Marvin Ori, partners Eben and then France Malerbe, Bonambi, and Trevor Nyakane. And then on the bench, Ashfak, he's now, they've now gone for a 5 3 split. Does that surprise you moving away from the 6 2 of uh, previous times?
1: Uh, it's not surprising to be so because of the personnel that they have at the moment. They are seriously mm-hmm. missing Erkes Snyman, who is such a pivotal member of that bomb squad, as, as, as they like to call them. You know, he just Brings so much physicality, but also skill and speed for such a big guy. And at the World Cup, that is how it worked really well. They had two quick locks in, in, in Erthus Neiman and Franco Mustard coming on in the second half and just really destroying the opposition in the last 20 minutes with their with speed and skill. So Erthus is not there. Franco Mostert is now on the bench basically because he's played almost every minute of every game this season for the box. And he just up on his feet, you know, uh, understandably so. Also having to play blindside Frank when he's actually number five lock. So uh, um. uh, the, the big change for them is uh, uh, Elton Yankees and Frans Stein onto the bench. Elton I'm happy about. Uh, I think he maybe could have even gotten a start this week. I think he just brings something different that Andy Pollard, uh, who's a m- more physical guy and direct. Uh, Elton's got more of the skill and, and know the, 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 the passing game and all those kind of things. Frans um you know, in the past, he used to be wing for the cover. Now, I don't think he can really play in those positions, considering his lack of speed and, and you know, he's is bit long in the tooth. He can certainly still bang them over from 60 metres, no problem, you know, and <laughs> that's perhaps what, what kind of role they, they're looking for from him. But I would have liked to have seen someone like Apalele Fassi perhaps come onto the bench, just bring a point of difference, you know, he's been marvellous at, at this level, uh, the few chances he's gotten, and uh, really could have added the real value as a wing or fullback uh, on
0: the bench. Okay, wonderful. The voice notes on 061 Let's play one.
1: Hey, Ashwak, hey, I understand the book. I'm very disappointed because they lost, but. Since you're there in Cape Town, what is happening with Western Province rugby, my friend? Maybe you can give us just a little glimpse, Tabis, so not to eat your time. Just summarizing what, what's going on uh, in the boardroom there. Thank you very much, uh, much Libra here.
0: Okay, Libra. Um, Ashwaki wants to know what is happening with Western Province rugby.
1: <laughs> His guess is as good as mine. <laughs> uh, uh, it's <laughs> an age-old thing, you know. I don't know the uh, final details, but it's an mm-hmm. old thing of the clubs having the power. And wanting to hold on to that power, and you know, and, and and then other power brokers come into the thing and want to take it over and, and rule the stormers and make decisions on how, to, uh, in terms of contracting and sponsors and all of that. So it's almost like you know this old thing of the turkeys voting for Christmas, and the <laughs> turkeys are the clubs, and the clubs are not gonna relinquish that power. So it's a stalemate at the moment, again. Uh, apparently a vote of uh, no confidence uh, a meeting was held for the President Zaldemarie last night but that didn't happen, there was more controversy there so it's still in limbo at the moment and I think uh, uh, SA Rugby also tried to step in recently by having sort of a joint committee trying to steer the ship there and that didn't also work out so you know it's, it's difficult times at the moment for, for Western Browns Rugby off the field I just hope that it can be sorted because as we know this tremendous talent in the western cape you know throughout and you can see many guys who are originally from this region playing in almost every south african uh, franchise at the moment you know and many of them would have loved to have stayed at home but it's just not happening at the moment
0: and do you see it spilling this trouble spilling onto the field because they've lost some big players Siakolisi to the sharks uh, Bongimbanambi also uh, leaving, and uh, the other year it was a uh, notcher that also left
1: uh, I don't think so much of guys leaving, particularly when they go to the overseas side, like Peter Seftoto is going to go to Japan, I believe. Mm. Uh, you have been bit in the past because that's big money. You can't really compete against it. What I am concerned about is that they're not able to attract top quality South African players back into into the stormers like the Bulls are. The Bulls, sort of their financial situation is sorted out. When you have Motsepe and Rupert in your back pocket there, you know, no issues. But, but I mean, it also takes a lot of hard work on the field and that's what the Bulls have gotten right as well, to be able to attract those kind of plays that they have, like a Bismarck, Duplessis, going from Yellen Ozzie, he's now going to leave. Mone saying all this, Jan Horsen has been a revelation mm-hmm. there. And, and, and it takes us, you know, you must have a really good environment for those kind of guys who want to come and play for the South African franchise. And perhaps that's just not quite happening at the Stormers at the moment.
0: Okay, wonderful. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Ashfaq Mohamed, uh, just to get his thoughts on the box in Western Province Rugby. As you heard, he's the Cape Sports Editor for Independent Media. Ashfaq, now just back to the box. Um, there was a question that came yesterday when we were going to talk about the box about Rasi Erasmus's absence. Um, do you think that's being overplayed or do you think it's a legitimate concern? People are saying that the box are not playing well with Rasi not being there.
1: Well, him not being there certainly would have an effect because uh, certainly during the Lions series, he was so integral to the whole environment that he was literally on the pitch, giving instructions, you know, almost every five minutes mm-hmm. or every break and play, he was there on the pitch. And now he's not there. So, you know, of course, he would make a contribution uh, with modern technology nowadays. I'm sure he's part of the meetings as well and giving his input. But it's just not the same with him not there on the pitch. So that has to have an effect. But for me, I don't mind that. I I want this team to grow without Rassi as well because he's ultimately the director of rugby and he was going to take a more hands-off approach going forward. So, you know, this is also the making of the team, the, the growth of Jacques Ninabe as a head coach. He hasn't been a head coach before in his career. You know, it's a different kind of pressure. Now, he doesn't have Rassi in Australia, so he has to make those calls. He has to handle the pressure. He needs to motivate these guys. So, you know, it's, it's kind of growing pains as well for him. And he's got a few new uh, members of the management team like Ian David now, the, the forward coach. So so part of that is also, uh, you know, these teasing issues. And, 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 and two, two defeats doesn't make them a bad team. But, you know, I don't think the public minds the defeats as much as the performance. The quality mm-hmm. of the performance needs to improve. You know, and then I think they won't be such a... A uh, uh, severe reaction when, when
0: the box go down. Okay, you've answered my next question because I wanted to find out if people are not overreacting. I mean, the box won the World mm. Cup, beat the British and Irish Lions um, in that Hartford series, then two defeats now, and everybody's saying it's all doom and gloom. So you're saying it's not, it's just the nature of the performance. And and they've been talking a lot about missed tackles. Are you surprised by how many tackles yes. are being mixed, missed and what leads to yes. that? Yeah,
1: you see, Tabi, the thing is they're so stuck in their plan. You know, they are so determined to stick to what won in the World Cup. So, if you're so determined and that's your main focus, then you've got to get it right. Then you can't say you try things and, oh, well, the players know what to do or we're be in-between game plans and stuff. They reiterate it today again. They stick into their plan. So, if you're so focused on just playing that kind of percentage style of rugby, supposedly low error rate, you're not going to make a lot of mistakes by by, by not uh, trying things on the tack, then you shouldn't be missing tackles. Then you shouldn't be missing kicks at goal. You know? Then you've got to get your ball inch perfect every time because that's all you've got to offer. You don't want to go further than that. And I think that is the frustrations uh, of the fans, certainly on social media. You know, when they see a, a, a de crack uh, kicking a box kick or kicking the ball downfield when he's on the Australian 10-metre line, why would he do that? You've just won the turnover, but now you're kicking the ball again away. So, that is their plan. If they want to stick to that and it's brought in success, right great. But at the moment, they've lost two in a row and now they're facing the All Blacks. So, you know, again, we'll see on Saturday, but they've said again they're going to stick to the plan. So then the execution comes into
0: And it doesn't get tougher than the All Blacks, especially if they need to bounce back the Springboks. What have you made of the All Blacks uh, so far and under Ian Foster also?
1: Yeah, certainly under Ian Foster. You know, I had my uh, uh, doubts about him as a head coach, uh, taking over from Steve Hansen. You know, he didn't have much success with the Chiefs in Super Rugby in the past. And just because he was a good right-hand man to Steve Hansen doesn't make him a head coach. But, you know, they they decided to give him the job. I mean, the Crusaders head coach, uh, Scott Robertson, was certainly the the guy that a lot of people wanted. But he missed out. So uh, they seem to have turned the corner. Um, You know, I think the pressure of not winning the World Cup and the uh, pressure Foster, they had stolen them a bit last season, but they're certainly getting back into into their rhythm now. Um, they also don't have their first choice captain Sam Kane available at the moment, He's still engine. And I think Richie Mohanga has also been missing and guys like Sam Whitelock. So they're sh- slowly but surely getting to full strength. But you know, uh, I mentioned the Barrett brothers earlier and they're just sensational. Mm-hmm. You know, and once they, they spark that background, then you get guys like Riko Ioani coming into their own, cutting teams apart, you know, and so another big challenge for the Springbok centres, uh, Indian Alindi and Dukane Am this weekend uh, against someone like Riko Ioani.
0: And just lastly on those centres, uh, from what you've said, Ashfaq, would you also like to see them take a bit more? They seem restricted, they're always at defend, defending and they're very good when it comes to the defence, but we saw a bit of them trying to at least do something with the ball last week. Is that what you want to see more of, a bit of variety?
1: Absolutely, and, you know, and they've got the skills to do it. I mean, well, people who know uh, Damon De Allende closely from back when he started at UCT and the Stormers, know that he has a superb long pass on him. He's got a wonderful pass, but you never see it because that's not the game plan. You know, he's not allowed to do that. All he is, because he's such a big guy, he still, you put your head down and you bash through these guys. But he's so much more than that. He's got the soft skills. He's got hands just like Lucanio Ames, wonderful hands You can just put guys into space with an offload. So why don't we see a bit of that? You know, have Damien attacking a shoulder and then offloading to Lucanio in the tackle. Why can't we see that? That's not risky as such. I mean, these are test-level uh, players. Uh, Damien's got uh, over 50 cats. So why can't he be trusted to try that at least? Not saying every time, just swing the ball, that is winter. You know, people who, who enjoy the percentage game say, yeah, you can't just swing the ball, you must earn the right to go wide. I say nonsense. You must have skill to be able to do anything on the rugby pitch if you're playing at the highest level. So trust your centre who's got 50 caps to be able to offload and tackle and not say it's a risky thing.
0: Okay, let's take uh, the last few voice notes before we end the conversation. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Oh, okay. No, we're gonna move around. Okay, we're gonna move from the voice notes. Apologies, we just have a problem there. Ashfaq, so how do you see it going then on 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 on, on Saturday morning? <laughs>
1: I'm scared, Ashfaq. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm not facing my attacker. But, you know, I think that Ako will get the box going. They'll certainly be up for it. I don't expect those slip tackles to, to happen again when it's a one on one. Maybe the All Blacks would have the skill to outwork the box defense. But, you know, it's just those, those missed tackles against Australia were just inexcusable. You can't miss a guy running straight at you. You know, and those are the kind of things that you expect the box to sort out. You would think that they can get them more going. Just be more accurate in the passing. And from there, anything can happen. You know, if they can lift their physicality and get into the All Blacks' faces like they have done in the past at times, anything is possible. So, you know, don't totally write off the box. They store quality side and they've got good players. And on the day, anything can happen.
0: Wonderful. Ashfaq Muhammad. always a pleasure talking to you and, and watching your tweets during the game. I can see you are in the game uh, when it's happening and you get frustrated <laughs> sometimes. But we love it. We love it, Ashfak great right, man thanks to be so thanks for having me thank you Ashfaq muhammad you can follow him on uh, social media he's the escape sports editor for independent uh, media let me just remind myself of his uh twitter handle Ashfaq muhammad one m in the muhammad m-o-h-m-e We're going to take a quick break now And we're going to talk to Supersport United coach Kaitano Tembo As I see at least two of the fans are waiting for this interview Matimo Wagashi Kombe Taking another fan of Supersport United To say our coach is on the radio So we're going to go to the coach now